Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge podcast. I'm Laura Ohms and hosting this episode today with Fran Rugo. Fran is one of our coaches at Edge and she coaches both strength classes and yoga. She is a racer. She's raced triathlons. She has raced everything from 5K to marathon distance, running both road and trail. And Fran is just one of those people who you can tell just wants you to leave an interaction with her feeling better. She cares about people and the journey that they are on and always, and she just exudes positive and calming energy everywhere. So I'm really glad to have Fran on the podcast today. So welcome, Fran. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you too. Yeah, I wanted to say just a quick word um, that like, I'm so glad this is happening because I, um, I literally texted Fran like a couple days ago and I was like, hey, I have this idea. I really want to do this podcast on gratitude and how to integrate that, you know, as athletes, especially during this holiday season. And she was like, okay, I'm in. And I'm like, okay, can you come over in like two days? And it's working. So we're just like so glad that that this is coming together. So thanks for your time, Fran. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought, well, there's a lot of things that we want to cover. Um, but I thought we could start by you just sharing like how you got connected at Edge. Yeah, totally. So I was connected to Edge social media first. That's how I was first connected. I liked them on fa- on social media, on Instagram, and I thought it just looked like a really cool space, um, just like a mecca for athletes to be able to go and to, to be able to recover. And the bonus are the strength training classes too. Um, so last year, I was training for the Chicago Marathon, and my coach had scheduled three 20-milers in that training plan. And after my first 20 miler, I went to Edge and I was like, if I'm going to get through all of these three 20 milers, I at least need to take care of my body in some kind of way. And so um, I've never done anything cryotherapy before or I'd taken ice baths after every long run, but I knew that I wasn't getting it to be as cold as it needed it to be. Um, So I ended up visiting Edge after my first 20 miler. And I remember just being in the tubs and talking to the members there. And it was just this amazing community. You could see community right when you walked in um, because at the time Lydia was working, I remember Lydia working and she was so busy and there were so many people in there and just members like helped me through the experience. Like <laughs> this awesome. is where you shower, This is these are the tubs, <laughs> like this is the amount of times you should stay in the tubs. And so from then I was, I was hooked. And so I went through the experience of the tubs, the recovery boots, went home. The next morning I woke up, my legs, like fresh legs isn't just a tagline of anything. It's it's true. Like I woke up and it didn't feel like I had like trained a 20 miler the day before. Um, and so from that day on, I was hooked. And it was hard because at the time I didn't have a full-time job. So I'm like, how am I going to pay for this <laughs> membership? But you find a way to make things work. Mm-hmm. And that was a priority for me, mm. um, especially training with tendonitis at the time, being able to recover well, knowing that I had my eye and my goals set on the prize of racing the Chicago Marathon. I wanted to do whatever I could to stay healthy through as healthy as I could with tendonitis through that training cycle. And so Edge was super helpful the last like two and a half months before race day. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's great. You found it perfect timing, yeah. it sounds like. And um, yeah, you described the community well. I, yeah, sometimes on weekends we can be quite busy, but people help you out, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so, so at the time you were training for a marathon, you had mm-hmm. three 20 milers. So yeah. you found it as like a great place to recover. Um, and then since then, um, I mean, you've been training there and now you're working there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that came about. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so funny because if almost a year ago, if you were at, if you were to ask me if I would be in the position I am today, I would I would want to be, but I wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine it at the time. Um, but so since I joined as a member, um, I raced the Chicago marathon. After that, we, I took a little bit of time off and then I hopped into the F3 half marathon winter training. And it was my first ever running group training. So, um, in the past I trained with DePaul triathlon training group, at DePaul University, Mm -hmm. Um, but we would meet twice a week. And so some of us would gather on the weekends and run or cycle um, or swim, depending on what time of year. Mm -hmm. Um, But outside of that, that's basically all I had. Um, I didn't have a training plan. Um, It was just show up and whatever the plan was for that day, um, whatever coach had that day, we would do. So What I loved about F3 training is not only did I have a group of people every Tuesday, some of us would meet on Thursdays, and for sure Saturdays for long runs, Um, not only did you have that, but you did have your training plan and training peaks, which was something that I wasn't used to before. Um, So that that was a positive. Another thing was just being able to train with people. Running can get so lonely, Mm -hmm. and being able to be around people to like motivate you, pick you up. Um, remind you of the goals that you have. There's nothing as there's nothing beautiful as a community of people, right? And and yeah. all of us kind of suffering together, as I'm sure Robin would say. Yeah. Um, and so that really changed a lot of my training. And so and it got me outside in the winter, which I would have never done before. Like I'd never ran in negative 11 degree weather. You would I'd be like I'll just. I'll just not run or I'll run on the treadmill, <laughs> one of the two. Right. So it was really cool to be able to experience winter in a different way and to mm. embrace winter because sometimes we get in these negative mindsets about it's cold, winter lasts forever in Chicago, mm. but the reality is it's just changing your mindset. Like it's cold, but if you dress warm enough um, <laughs> and you're moving, you will warm up and at the end of each winter run, you feel like a badass. You're like, That's I true. just conquered this. Yeah. And even if you have like icicles on your like <laughs> eyelashes or right. your yeah. eyebrows, you just, you feel good. And I'm a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You feel like a winter yeah. warrior. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah. So you had an amazing experience with mm-hmm. the, with a training group for the first time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, gosh, so that would have been a year ago because they started their training group for this F3. And for anyone who doesn't know, the F3 is a half marathon in Chicago in January. Yeah, so it is. It can be very chilly mm-hmm. um, depending on the day and what happens. But but it is a really neat one to train for with a group. And so, and so then since then, what have you been up to? So since then, so that really kicked off. I, I thought of F3 as like a base training because I still had a little bit of tendonitis lingering around. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to to be mindful and heal that um, but I thought of F3 as, as a nice base training to get to kick off 2018 and so that's exactly what it did and um, also race day I think it was January 20th was a beautiful day it was awesome. like perfect weather um, but so since F3 um, I started training 
changing gears into training for a 10 miler and I had never raced a 10 miler. Yeah, that's um, a different distance. Yeah, so I was like, we're going to try a new challenge. I wasn't ready, ready to race a marathon yet. Um, and I wanted to challenge myself in a different way. And so the beauty of community and the beauty of edge is you're always going to find someone who's training for something different. Yes. Not always the same race as you, but something different enough where you can join together on weekend runs. And so, um, I had a few, I had Katie and Alex, um, join me on a lot of winter runs together on the 606 and the lakefront, Mm -hmm. um, for that 10 miler. It was the lakefront 10 miler. I want to say it happened in April. Mm-hmm. I'm blinking yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah. But in between this, I actually left out a really important thing and something that has changed my training a lot was after the Chicago Marathon, I started taking Robin's Wednesday strength class. And that just changed a lot of my, my running and just my endurance training in general. Um, just being able to see the differences in my body and just also being able to perform differently I've been able to achieve speeds I didn't think I would be able to achieve, which is really cool. And and I do think strength training is just an important part of training that a lot of us endurance athletes forget to prioritize. Yes. But it's so important. And it's it's important because you kind of take the step back to like strengthen the areas that need to be strengthened so that you can move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get stronger and faster or whatever your goal is. And so since then, I've been consistent um, with strength training at edge and the beauty is that we've been able to add more EWOD classes and so um, I also teach uh, strength-based yoga and so eventually um, you know I told Robin I want to be a part of edge in some shape way or form outside Mm -hmm. of just being a member Um, and so there was the opportunity to become a coach and to be able to coach EWODs. Mm -hmm. So Thursdays are, have been my EWOD mornings. And And EWOD just, yeah. So anybody, if anybody doesn't know, is like edge (laughs) workout of the day. Yes. So the edge workout of the day and my Thursday morning warriors, my 530 (laughs) AMers have been so great. Um, and they bring just such good energy. And so since then, since F3 and since the 10 miler, I focused on, um, coaching strength training. Um, and then eventually I started training for another marathon. So come May of la- this year, um, I forget that we're still in November. It's not 2019 yet. <laughs> not yet. It's around um, the corner though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, so I kind of switched gears after the 10 miler. I switched gears into thinking, um, training for a marathon. Um, cause I had the base there and I, I love training in summer. I, Winter's not my favorite season. Mm-hmm. I will train in winter. You did it. I, I, yes. <laughs> but summers are my jam. Like, I mm. love hot, humid days. Even if people are like, it's so humid, I can't run. I love it. I just love getting sweaty. I love feeling the sun just shining on your, like, just feeling the sc- sun on your skin. Even the hot days. Like, you learn so much from a hot run, and you learn so much mm. from a cold run. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I transitioned into that. I joined the group as well for long runs for marathon training. But then eventually, because I was training for a trail marathon, I had to take it to trail. Right. Trail has changed my, my like, basically whole life, and, and I just love it so much. It's different from road, and there's – there's beauty in training for road races, but there's beauty in training for trail. And the biggest is you're one with nature. Mm. And you just, there's something about trail that slows you down in a way that you're able to just take in what's around you. 
And so often with road, I find myself like having to hit certain speeds or having to run so fast that I forget to just take in, right? Because I'm just getting from one speed to another or, you know, embracing this tempo and Mm -hmm. trying to keep my head up as much as I can, um, even though I want to look down. But with trail, like, it's funny because you you have to look in front of you so you're not tripping over anything, but you all you want to do is look around you, you know? And so, um, so I transitioned into that and I ran my first trail marathon in September. And a lot of things were happening in my life at the time. I was transitioning from working a full-time job to transitioning teaching full-time. Um, so that was, that was a lot of stress. And at, at the time, my partner had moved home from, he had been living in Germany and he was moving home. And I was like, I just want to be present. The yogi in me just wanted to take one <laughs> thing at a time and be present. But I had worked so hard for this marathon. I, I didn't know up until two weeks before if I really was going to do it or not. I had signed up and I finally did it. And it's one of my favorite races ever. It took the longest, it's been my mm-hmm. longest race ever, my mm-hmm. longest endurance race but it was beautiful and the people out on trail were just so motivating and so kind and um, the aid stations, you know, I would walk through each aid station and take my time to take my nutrition and like just thank the volunteers versus like grabbing water and and running like I would on road. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was different. It was good. It was good to just take the step back and be a little bit because sometimes as, as humans, we're just go, 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 right? And that's how we feel during holiday season too, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I have this long list of things I need to do. Where do I get started? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes there's beauty in just like taking the step back and being present. And so I felt like that marathon for me was like five and a half hours of, of me being one with nature, but me giving myself the time, the space, and the love that I needed that I hadn't given myself a few months before that because I was just trying to get through every week, trying to figure out my transition, trying to figure out what do I keep, what do I let go versus like just stopping for a second and and really reflecting like what is it that I want? What makes Uh me happy? Um, So it was really good to to run that race. So that's kind of what I've been up to this year. And then after (laughs) that. a lot. I I just want to stop and say like, wow, Fran, you have had an amazing 2018. So yeah, there's a lot packed in there. But yeah. Wow. It's what been a journey good. this year has been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot an important thing. <laughs> okay. So earlier <laughs> this year, I decided to sign up. So I um oh, I have my yoga training. Yeah. I was gonna as you were talking, I was gonna be like, let's you backtrack forgot. in <laughs> May, right? You like I know did I should have written oh like gosh. wrote out a timeline of this year. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good exercise. I, I think I challenge I everyone. Like, okay. A timeline of I each month, like yeah. to go back and reflect and be like what have I accomplished this year? Because I, like I feel like even now, a lot of us athletes, we're thinking about 2019. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're, we're not like even done with 20. Right. Yeah. And we're not done with that's 2018. That's a good point. Okay, that's one exercise. Pocket that because yes. we're going to ask you for more. But okay. yeah, what else were you going to say? So I was going to say, so earlier this year, I knew the transition that I wanted. Like I knew where I, I, I had an idea of where I wanted my career at this point to go. So I was thinking about that. And my, my athletic career was, it was going well. My training was going well, but it was like my, my actual career, what I was doing with my job. I had, I knew that I wanted to, to try something different. And the biggest thing I knew I wanted to try was to teach more. Teaching Mm -hmm. is my happy place. The classroom is my favorite place to be. 
Um, I am so thankful I get to do it and I get to connect with so many different athletes and yogis and just humans. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is every day that I get to teach is a highlight of my day. And you can tell that too. Yeah, I'll just interject like when you're around Fran, when she's in the space and she's <laughs> like in teacher or coach mode, like you can just tell that that you love it, which is so is. awesome as like a receiver of what you're doing. Thank you. It's it is it's my happy place. So <laughs> um, so earlier this year, I was going back and forth um, between thinking about advancing my teacher training. So um, in 2015, I got certified in Core Powers Yoga Sculpt. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until 2016 that I actually started teaching classes. Um, but... Um, I decided that I needed some time off of actual teacher training to figure out where do I want to grow this and, and where do I want to grow as an instructor and as a student. And every program is different. And so um, I, I also teach yoga burn um, at Zen Yoga Garage. And we have a 200-hour teacher training program. And I remember just deciding like probably two or three weeks before that I was just going to dive in and do it. Because with my first teacher training, a few of my teachers were like, you, ha- you have to do this. This is so you. Like, this is something you should try. And I was like, I don't think time is right. Like, I, I think I need a little bit more time. And they're like, well, when will it ever be the right time? <laughs> that's a great question. And that's a great question yeah. for everything, mm-hmm. right? And so I just dove in and it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just such a, it's been a big part of my happy since I started teaching in 2016. So I was like, okay, I know I'm ready for some advanced education as a teacher, I don't know what this is and I don't know what that looks like. And so um, I read up a little bit on the program that we had at Zen Yoga Garage. And what I loved is there was so much variety in the program um, and that I could dabble into a few different areas of, or at least get a feeling for what it was like in terms of a style of yoga to teach. Um, And I love that about the program because it wasn't, you weren't going to be a master of one thing just yet. Mm -hmm. You were going to figure out what is it that I really feel called to and that I enjoy and where do I want to advance my training Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And 200 hours takes a long time to complete Mm -hmm. when you're working a full-time job and you're also training for, you know, a 10-mile race and then transitioning into marathon training. So on top of also being present in, you know, relationships with your family and your friends. Yeah, and weren't you also doing the six-week challenge at the time? Yeah, I also yeah. did the six-week <laughs> challenge, so I did a lot. And, yeah. I, you know, it's just a thing that I do. I sometimes take on more than I really <laughs> probably should take on. We all do that sometimes. We all do that. Yeah. But um, I've been more mindful about yeah. that. And if you don't know what the six-week challenge is, check out Andrew my box podcast a few episodes ago because he explains it all but yeah so that was oh my gosh like a crazy <laughs> jam-packed time for it you. was it was and I learned a lot and the biggest thing I learned was you took on more than you can handle and I think the biggest thing is and and this is even something right in our holiday season like mm-hmm. coming up with Thanksgiving and all the holidays that happen after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. sometimes we take on more than we can handle we overcommit ourselves right and that's great because we want to be in every every place, everywhere. Um, but there's something to be said that we're humans. We can't. And to be able to pick the things that you really want to be a part of and to be fully present in them. Because we can't do it all. It's hard. It's impossible. You can't do it all. That's you can't yeah, do it a big all. lesson I've learned this year uh, right. as well. Yeah. And so I think those that had to be a part of my journey this year to remind mm-hmm. me that I am human. I can't say yes to everything. Um, and if you truly want to be present in something, 
be present in it, but don't take on more than you can handle because it's hard to be present in that moment. Yeah, and it is really neat, like, thinking about the trajectory of what you just shared about your year of just, like, there was that season where you were doing a lot of things and, like, juggling so many balls and everything worked out and you're the better for it and learned some wonderful things, but then you kind of transitioned into this time of, you know, finding the trail and, you know, you sort of described how that helped to slow you down Mm -hmm. and I think that's so beautiful too how our journeys can lead us different ways as athletes also that you can even find like a different aspect of sport that like meets you where you need to be you know during that season or something absolutely and it may just be there for a season or Mm -hmm. maybe there for seasons to come you know Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about endurance is like there's just so many things I want to explore that I haven't explored and really so many limits that I haven't been able to explore I thought well, I'm going to run my longest marathon, I'm probably going to be done. And I want more, you know, I want to know, where can I grow? Um, Where's the next challenge? Mm -hmm. Um, But also being mindful of giving myself the time and the space that I need to like really refocus and figure out where do I go now? Because since then, I've just kind of been present and living in the moment and teaching and, just I've traveled I traveled two weeks to Europe and turned off I mean I have not had a vacation where I could fully turn off in probably since I was in college yeah wow you were definitely due that's yeah (laughs) so so you've mentioned several times like you know slowing down and like being present and just being and so how would you coach someone to do that I think calming your mind. I think the mind, it's just such a powerful thing that we have, right? And there's sometimes that the thoughts that we have are hard to control and there's sometimes that we can't control it, right? Sometimes outside outside things force us to think or feel a certain way, right? And so that, that sometimes can be hard. Um, I think one is just calming your mind, but the way to calm your mind is in a way to, to focus on your breath. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what I share in, in, in yoga. Um, the, one of my favorite things about teaching a class is when I get them in a pose, in a grounding pose, right? And so we're, we're integrating, we're starting class, and they're either in child's pose or a supta baddha konasana, or even if corpse pose is how they want to begin. Um, sometimes, you know, students have the option. I give the option. Start where you want to start. And then we focus and we tune in on the breath. And my favorite part is that big open mouth exhale that happens in the beginning of class where it's that moment where I'm here, I'm present. Mm. I'm going to let go of what's outside. I'm going to be present here in this space. And that translates to everything. I translate that into running too. Sometimes before I start a run, I take a big inhale and a big exhale. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's get started. Mm -hmm. So I think our breath is one of our most powerful teachers. It teaches us a lot. I think the biggest thing to get started is to be able to tune into your breath, to find a calming breath, or maybe it's just a big exhale and a big inhale and then another big exhale. And then you'll start to see that the calm, the mind starts to calm itself down or you start to think in a clearer way. You have mm-hmm. some clarity. So the biggest thing, tune into your breath to help calm those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just thinking like if someone's like I don't even know what you're talking about or like a breath it's a breath or it's simple or where do I even start like 
just breathing, right? And just breathing. Just, yeah. I think sometimes we forget, like we are so wrapped up in, in all the things that we have to do or to-do list or someone's making us angry and we just don't know how to react to it. Um, and my partner is a really great example of this. And he always tells me like, anytime someone yells at him or tells, says something that he doesn't like, he's like, I just take a breath because that's the best reaction I can have at that point. Yeah. Yelling isn't going to do anything. Um, writing more on your to-do list won't do anything, right? But being able to just take a big breath mm -hmm. in and a big breath out and a really big belly breath, like mm -hmm. fill your belly or bring your hands to your belly and fill it up mm -hmm. and then hollow it out. Yeah. And like, don't overthink it. I'm thinking no. too. I, yeah. Just, no, just breathe, <laughs> breathe, just yeah. breathe. And so, um, there's another, there's another tool that I use in class. And so sometimes it's just those big open mouth exhales to just release mm -hmm. and to just ground. But sometimes we activate our ujjayi pranayama. So prana is breath. It's the life force. It's what I've learned in yoga. And so cultivating your ujjayi breath is taking a breath in through your nose and a breath out through your nose. So the breath creates this constriction in the back of your throat. And it creates this oceanic sound. To me, at least, when I breathe, it sounds so like oceanic-like. So just like sounds of waves in the ocean, and which is... Hopefully it is most people calming because it's very calming to me. Mm -hmm. And cultivating the ujjayi pranayama then starts to fire up the body. So it creates this warmth in the body. And I don't know about you, I'm always cold in winter. And so sometimes just being in my car when I'm like going from place to place and I'm like, sometimes I'm going to place to place, I'm not even being mindful of where I'm going because all I can think about is just go, go, go. Just sitting in my car and just taking that big inhale through my nose and a big exhale through my mouth and then sealing my lips and taking an inhale through my nose and an exhale through my nose and started to cultivate that ujjayi breath. And so with that breath, I start to calm the thoughts in my head and I just start to, I find clarity in that. And so don't overthink it. Whatever breath work feels good to you, there's so many different ways to cultivate your breath and fire up the body or the muscles um, to calm the mind down. So you have to find what works for you, but sometimes you don't have to think that hard. It's just taking a big breath in and a big breath out, no matter where you're at. You could be at your desk, right before a run, in the cold tub, in the warm <laughs> tub. You know, it could be anywhere, really. Um, I think something in, in, in the recent news with the, so much violence happening, a lot of my intention lately has just been tuning into my breath and knowing that it is my greatest teacher. But not only is it my greatest teacher, it's just such a privilege that we have as humans that we forget. Breath is powerful. It's just a powerful thing and it can be taken immediately away from us and we don't even know that. So sometimes we forget to just like ground, tune into your breath, then move forward. I love it. I think you were gonna share a little bit about some uh, like gratitude practice strategies yes. too. I'd love to hear those. I love it. So something I do want to share too, and I can be guilty of this. I think in the season of holidays and cheer and love, it's the moment that we get to take a step back to reflect. But I think this is a practice everyone should have in their everyday life. When you wake up, maybe just thinking about something you're grateful for. Or before you go to bed, I have a friend who writes five things that she's grateful for before she goes to bed. Um, and it's just a time to reflect upon your day, right? But a time to reflect upon like every day because we're moving, moving, moving. Sometimes we forget to slow down or we forget to breathe. So I would say 
try to practice something and, and I'll, I'll share this tip, but try to find gratitude in every day, not just during the holiday season, but what does that mean and how do I get started, right? And so I think you have to find the best practice for you. Something that I practice is with my partner every day, we share a highlight of the day. And that highlight has nothing to do with our relationship, but rather what is something that touched us that day? What is something that we're grateful for? It could be a word, maybe a quote that we read, or you know, we had a conversation with someone that really touched our hearts and we wanted to share it with each other. So that's kind of my way of having a gratitude journal, but also a conversation with someone who's so important in my life. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that people can do and something that I love doing even with racing is visualizing. So writing something down and putting it in a place where you can see it. So an example of this um, that I was thinking about is have a notepad in your bathroom with a pen. And when you wake up, and maybe that's the first place you go, or maybe it's the kitchen and you're starting the coffee and like have a notepad by there. But have a notepad and a pen and write something that comes to your mind, something that you're grateful for. That first thought, what is it? What are you grateful for? Because sometimes we wake up and our mind's racing and has to check our email. Then we forget to be like, oh, we're awake, we're alive, we're moving. Like (laughs) sometimes it's, I'm grateful for this coffee. Like I just want some good old cup of joe in my mouth and just like wake up in that way, you know? So I think tip number one would just be, whether it's sharing something that you're grateful for with a friend every day or a family member or a loved one, maybe writing it, starting a gratitude journal, writing one thing you're grateful for or five things you're grateful for. And it doesn't have to be exactly when you wake up. Maybe it's something before you do before you go to bed and it helps you kind of turn off for the evening. So I think anytime you write something out, you're visualizing it and it's coming out of your head. So you're not keeping it bottled up in here, but rather you're sharing it out. So as us yogis would say, you would share it into the universe, putting something out there, right? I am grateful for this. I am thankful for this. Um, so that's, that's where I would get started. But it's different for everyone. So you have to find what works for you and then stay committed to it. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you change, when you start to change your mind from a negative space to a positive space, you're exuding this positive energy. And so the vibes that you put out are the vibes that you're going to get back. And so you just have to hold true to that. You have to remind yourself of that. Like, what I'm putting out, how am I putting things out? Am I putting good vibes out? Or if I'm putting, like, angry vibes out, you know? Mm-hmm. How do I want to feel? Write that and then move forward with it. Because what you're putting out most likely is coming your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just reminded, fake it till you make it too. If you're not feeling <laughs> extremely grateful, you know, just like have the discipline of trying right. a little practice. Even if it's like, I love your example of just like one word or something right. very, very simple that hard. you can reflect upon. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like keeping it simple, like even the yeah, breath, right? Absolutely. Like in class, I always share, like think of your intention, your reason for being here, why mm-hmm. you showed up. It can be a word that you want to practice with. It could be a mantra, you know, it could be a quote, something that just speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like the words that I use is turn off. That's it. I'm here to turn off. I turn off. I tune into my breath. That's what I turn on. And then I move and I flow and I run or I pick up weights and I'm listening to music. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. And I think sometimes we just, we want to overachieve Mm -hmm. and just keep it simple and start with a basic, something that works for you. Yeah, I like that. And I was also just reminded, too, that 
there's a strong link between gratitude and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Brene Brown. I don't know if everybody knows of her, but <laughs> author, speaker. Yeah, she's so fabulous. But I know, um, yeah, I just w- was reminded of her research on um, that connection and that um, those who um, like experience joy have an active gratitude practice. Yeah. And that um, that just by, yeah, choosing to be intentional in the act of gratitude, you experience more joy. And I think that's really important to remember, especially this time of year, because I certainly am am aware that this can be like a heavy or hard season for some people. Um, yeah, with these holidays coming up and the winter. And, um, and so it's good to remember that these little things that we can do or incorporate into our lives or routine can actually make a difference and, um, yeah, be part of great self-care. Right. which I know is something you're also, um, you feel very strongly about. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. And I think in the in this time of year, self-care is so important because as humans, we want to give. We just want to give love to people. We want to give our time and our space and our presence. But sometimes we forget to take the step back and, and give to ourselves. And so finding some time in the day to just give yourself the time and space that's needed and I think that's important during this holiday season like even when family's staying over (laughs) being mindful of yourself because when you give yourself that 10 that 15 minute maybe it's an hour maybe that's what you need like go give yourself that time and that space and if you're and I'm sure it's hard if you're a parent or you know grandparents coming in or siblings it's hard to find that time and maybe maybe it's finding a space where everyone can agree on to just be for a little bit, right? So like, you know, this 30 minutes, we're going to take a walk around the block and just take in the cold air, Mm -hmm. take in the trees, um, take in the snow, you know, something of that sort. So I think we often forget that self-care, right? The love that we can give ourselves is... uh, that's most important, giving ourselves the love so that we can share that love and that joy and that gratitude to other people in our lives. And I'm, I know that sometimes when I don't give myself the time and the space or even the run that I need to, to go on, sometimes I'm not the best version of Fran because I haven't given myself that time to just be for a little bit or to turn off or to tune into what it is that I want to tune into. And so I think that's why, you know, we have lunch breaks we have we have breaks they're there for a reason and sometimes we forget because we're so wrapped up and you want to get something done or you you want to go to the next thing Um, take that time for yourself so that you can give that time space and love to others in your life because if you don't give yourself that turn off button to turn back on you're most likely not going to be the best version of yourself in front of the people that you you love and you care about so that's it's something important to remember, you know? And Yeah, absolutely. It's Very hard during well holiday done. season, but... It is hard. It's yeah, a good but challenge. Way, there are ways that we can do it, I think. Totally. You've, you've given us some of those ideas. Yeah. So, um, gosh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up soon. Okay. But is there anything else that you wanted to share that, that we haven't gone over yet? No, I think I think we, we shared a lot. I think... Yeah. Something that we, I, a tip that I shared earlier and, and something that just literally came from this conversation is like I challenge whoever is listening to just find some time and some space before the end of the year. You know, we're, we're in November, so we got one month left. 
to take time to reflect upon this year. And so I know that a lot of us are thinking about where we want to go and where we want to grow in 2019, but to remind ourselves to just take the step back and be like, what is one exciting thing that happened maybe this year? Or maybe one exciting thing that happened every month this year. Um, just find, find some time to, to be able to just take a step back and to reflect and to be proud of where you are and where you've come and excited of where, excited where you're going. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just to take that, that time and that space to take a moment to just be and to think and to reflect. And sometimes that could be scary for people, you know, being in our thoughts can be a scary thing. So I'm going to leave you guys with a little breathing exercise, okay? And so this is sometimes how we start yoga classes at EDGE. And so it's finding a comfortable seated position. So wherever you're at, whether it be your desk or you're listening to this in your car, hopefully you have your car in park. Um, <laughs> so wherever you're at, just find a comfortable seated position whatever that means for you. And when you get there, I want you to relax your hands on your thighs. Your palms can be facing down or they can be facing up. And if they're facing up, you're receiving energy. And if they're down, you're finding a little bit of grounding here. So when you get settled into your space and your eyes are closed, I want you to inhale your shoulders up to your ears and exhale, bring your shoulders down. And one more time, shoulders up to your ears, a big inhale, and an exhale, bring them down. And so now I want you to take a big inhale through your nose and a big exhale through your mouth. And one more time, big inhale through your nose, big exhale through your mouth. And so now seal your lips and we'll cultivate our ujjayi pranayama breath together. So take an inhale through your nose and an exhale through your nose. And so start to fire up that constriction in the back of your throat and try to find a little bit of meditation here as you flow through a breath in and a breath out. And so just find some stillness here let go of whatever you're thinking and just tune into your breath. And so as you are tuning into your breath, now I challenge you and I invite you to think of something you are grateful for. Maybe that's a word or a mantra, a quote, something that you are grateful for. So as you think of that, take a big inhale in Big exhale out. And wherever you're at, start to bring tiny movements back into your fingers. So wiggle your fingers around. And then go ahead and roll your head to one direction. Take a little head roll. And take a head roll into the other direction. So when you get there, just find a moment of stillness with your head and inhale your shoulders up to your ears one more time. Exhale, bring them down your back. And then go ahead and open up your eyes. And there you go. Little, little guided pranayama meditation.
Thank you, Fran. Uh-huh. That was awesome. I did that um, <laughs> right across from her. That was, I kind of felt like I was floating, actually. Right? It was a very cool sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's so. cool. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes when I close my eyes and I do a little bit of breath work, mm-hmm. I start to imagine myself in somewhere in nature and that wherever I'm like going, or I'm floating through something. And sometimes I try, I, I see trees. It's amazing what the imagination and what our minds can bring us to. Yeah, it truly is. So. Yeah, and that was just a couple minutes. I yeah. Mean, that's, yeah, it's not even that much time. And right. So anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can play this over and over if you need to, <laughs> to hear Fran lead you Or come this, take a yoga class yeah, with me. absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted you to share where and when you teach. So Edge is Sundays. Yeah, so I teach recovery yoga um, at Edge. It's very restorative. Um that is 10 a.m. on Sundays, and then I coach throughout the week. I coach the Edge workout of the day mm-hmm. um, Thursdays, and so I coach there 5.30 a.m. and 6.15 a.m. So awesome. come check me out, yep. and um, I typically will post my schedule on Instagram all the time. So Yeah, how, um, how can people find you on Instagram? Oh, yeah, that? so my Instagram handle is the underscore shy girl, so that's the underscore C-H-I, like Chicago girl, because yeah. I just love Chicago. <laughs> um, so love feel that. free to follow me. And I typically will write some, I always will write my intention of the week. So it's sometimes hard to find every, or an intention rather, every day. I, I try to, and I try to find a highlight in every day. But what I try to practice with in, in my own yoga and my own running is thinking of an intention and moving through that for the week. Mm-hmm. So um, wherever you guys are at, just have a wonderful holiday and just be present with the loved ones that you have around you. Don't forget to give yourself the time and space that you need, um, but just really be present and find joy because it's a privilege to just be around the loved ones that we have. Mm, so well said. Um, thanks, Fran. Thanks, this is, Laura. Yeah, this is like such a pleasure, and I'm so glad we made it happen. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Fran for her spirit, energy, and light tonight. If you don't know her, get to know her, and try practicing a few of her tips to be as present and grounded as possible this holiday season. Be grateful, experience joy, and share it with someone you love. All right, that's it for now. And don't forget you can find Edge Athlete Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to keep up with what's going on. See everyone next month with a new episode.